Welcome to the Love Her Wild podcast. I'm your host, Brooke Carver, and I'm here to talk to you about all things spiritual, manifestation, happily ever after, and creating a life that you love, because I promise you can. Good morning, everybody. So today we are talking about something that might seem simple or obvious on its face, but it's actually a little bit deeper than it seems. You get to set your worth. You are in charge of setting the bar, setting the price, setting the expectation with which other people are going to treat you or expected to treat you. People all of the time say, know your worth. Know what you're worth, baby. Know your worth. But what that means is that you know where to set your bar. For those of you that sell anything, run a business, sell your trade, sell your crafts, your art pieces, you are in a service industry like I am, I'm a full-time photographer, we all know that it's hard sometimes setting a price for something that we have created. It's hard to put a price on an hour of a photo shoot with me, plus editing and gallery and all of those things. But it's hard to know where to place your worth. And it's made easier by looking around and doing market research. Say you have an Etsy shop and you make earrings. It's one thing to set your price blind. And then it's another thing to go in and research other companies on Etsy that are selling similar products to yours and saying, oh, wow, actually, I can make an extra $20 per, per pair of earrings now that I know what the going rate is. So I want to be here for you today as market research. I want to show you that you can set your bar as high as you want. And someone will match that bar. It's like the water talk, right? Water's free. You can turn on, turn on a hose, get it out of a spigot on the side of the road. You go home, turn on your sink, water. You can go buy a really fancy contraption that filters your water. Now that water is free plus the amortized expense of the filter, right? You can go to Target and buy a whole case of water for a couple cents per water bottle. Or you can buy water out of a vending machine at a concert for like $3 a bottle. Or you can go to a fancy restaurant and spend $10 on a bottle of sparkling water. You can go to the airport and spend even more. You see, the thing about it is... The water has a different perceived value based on where it's coming from, where you are, its surroundings, how it's packaged. And the same thing is true for us and dating in choosing a partner. If you treat yourself like tap water, men will treat you like you're free. But if instead you treat yourself like sparkling water in a fine dining restaurant, men will be forced to treat you that way in return. 
And if they don't, well, guess what? You are going to wait around until you find someone who does. Perrier does not lower itself to coming out of the tap. And how do people treat drinking out of the tap in a pinch when they're desperate? Right? You don't go drinking out of the hose day to day. You drink out of the hose when you've been walking for five miles, you forgot your water bottle, and you're like, holy shit, I feel like my tongue is going to fall out of my body. I have to drink something. This metallic tasting dirt water is going to do just fine for now. But is that the water you want to drink for the rest of your life? No. You want the good stuff, the stuff that nourishes you, the stuff that is free of all of the bad chemicals and icky stuff that's in our water. You want the filtered stuff. You want the pH balanced water. So why do we not treat ourselves like the fancy water? If we get to set our bar, we get to set the expectation for which others are going to treat us, to see us, to interact with us, why wouldn't we set it as high as possible? You set that bar to the moon. Because you are not tap water. You're fancy water. And I understand that it's hard to put yourself on a pedestal. So many women I talk to have a much lower view of themselves than what others see in reality. That's why I love doing boudoir photography so much because it helps me, if only for an hour, show women just how powerful and beautiful they are. One of the most said comments when looking back at the photos, when I show them on the back of the camera in my studio, they say, how did you make me look so beautiful? As if I had some kind of magic wand that I waved and suddenly changed them into a different person, but rather I helped them see things through the lens of an outsider. This is what we see, I say. This is how I see you. This is how your loved ones see you, your husband, your boyfriend, your partner. This is what we see when we look at you. The effortless smile, the beauty coming off of your face as you just gently wipe the hair from out of your eyes. We don't see the flaws that you see when you look in the mirror. My husband doesn't see the flaws that I see when I look in the mirror. And so, when I was out searching for a husband, deciding that it was time for me to find my person, no more messing around, I had to set my bar. And the thing about setting your bar is you are now telling not only yourself and your future partner, but the world how you are going to be perceived forever. For the rest of your life, if you marry someone who you stay with forever until death do us part and all of that, you have the power 
to dictate the way you are treated for the rest of your life. Because if you treat yourself like fancy water, no one is going to treat you like hose water. Do you wash a car with fancy $10 a bottle water? Do you just start dumping it down the drain as you're brushing your teeth, wash your hair with it, your butt crack, spray down the driveway to get the dirt out, feed the dogs? No, you don't. You treat it like it's expensive water. That water's for drinking only. It's for nourishing my body. We don't waste $10 bottle water. We wash our car with hose water. We sprinkle the lawn with hose water. It's up to you to make the decision on where you want to stand in this life. No one gets to tell you what you're worth. It's like that story. I don't know if you've heard it. This dad gives his son or daughter a car and says, you go sell it to the highest bidder. See what you can get. So he takes it to this new car lot and they look at it and they go, eh, I'll give you 500 bucks for that old thing. It's not under warranty. It's, it's whatever. Then he goes to the next place and the guy goes, oh, well, you know, that, those are pretty sought after, I guess. I'll give you 2000 bucks for it. Fine. Sure. But then he finds a collector and this collector knows how rare this car is. He knows that only 200 of them were made in production. They're sought after. There was only one year of this specific body style made. And after that, all of these years gone by, so many of them didn't make it. There are so few left. He comes and offers the kid 50 grand. Each of these people saw the car in a different light. It meant something different to all of them. And if the kid stopped at the first place he went and took the 500 bucks, he would have been happy for like two weeks. But instead he waited. He shopped around a little bit and he waited until he found someone who saw something in that car. Something desirable, something to take care of, something to cherish, something to keep in the garage and make sure it stays pretty. Not something to just sit out in the yard because they got it at some junky dealership for 500 bucks. You need to wait until you find someone who sees your worth. Who understands the bar you've set and blows right by it. Oh, you think you're $10 airport water? I'll do you one better. I'm going to take you right to the top. That's what we're looking for. If you start dating someone and they don't see your worth, you move on. You don't try and convince them that the car is worth more than $500. You don't try and sell them on all its features and how rare it is. No. Because at the end of the day, they look at it and they see a $500 car. And what you need to do is wait until you find the person that sees the $50,000 car. 
They see the potential. They see that if you just gave it an extra coat of wax, that thing would shine like the day it came off the lot. They think it's worth putting the money into it when it starts to break down. They don't ignore the problems. No, they fix them. They work through the problems because that's something that they want to pass down to their children and their children's children. It's a collector's item. You, my dear, are a collector's item. You are not something to be used frivolously. You are not a garden hose. You're special. And the person that you are meant to be with is going to see you and think, holy shit, I just hit the antique roadshow lottery, bitch. They're going to see you and think, how did so many people not understand that this is painted by a famous painter? They bought this thing at the thrift store for $6 and it's worth 150 grand. Jackpot, that's you. The people that didn't work out, the boys that treated you poorly, the ones that slept with you and then never called, they saw a $6 thrift store painting, something that didn't matter to them. Those are not the boys that we will give our energy to because at the end of the day, they're not interested in or qualified to own a collectible piece of art, a masterpiece. Maybe one day they will be. Maybe they'll grow up. Maybe one day they'll have a place to put a real piece of art, but right now they're not ready for that, and that's okay. You let them go because who's coming after them is the person that's going to see you and go, holy shit, I will gladly pay what you are worth. Now, I'm not insinuating that you, like, sell yourself, right? Like, that's that's not the conclusion we're drawing from what I'm saying. That's not the analogy I'm making. We're not selling ourselves. But dating is an interaction. There's an energetic exchange and monetary, right? Like when you're in a long-term relationship, your finances are jumbled up, your emotions, everything about your life is combined. So you need to make sure that you hold out for someone that cherishes everything about you and would never do anything to let you falter, to let the car just sit in the driveway and rot, to open up the Pellegrino and not put the cap back on and let it go flat sitting on the counter, go warm. No, that's not what we're doing. You get to set your own bar. Don't let anyone take that power from you. Don't let anyone tell you that you're not worth exactly what you say you are. Because if they do that, if you're in a situation with someone that makes you feel less than, that makes you not feel worthy, or better yet, makes you feel like your actions dictate your worth. You are in the wrong relationship. Your actions do not dictate your worth. Your beauty does not dictate your worth. 
How many followers you have on TikTok does not dictate your worth. Your soul dictates your worth. You dictate your worth. And you don't settle for anything less than that. You understand me? Yes, I'm giving you a lecture via podcast. Auntie Brookie is right here telling you do not even think for a second that you are going to entertain someone who does not look at you with gratitude and joy and love and admiration. You both want to see each other and think, oh my God, how did anyone overlook you before? How could anyone have treated you like that before? Because a true partner doesn't figure out your worth in hindsight. They don't figure out how much you were worth once they've lost you. No, no. They know what you're worth from the moment they meet you. And they treat you as such. As to not lose you in the first place. Because the age-old saying goes, if he wanted to, he would. And to that, I agree. Now, open up your journal and you start writing. I am worthy of, I am worthy of great and abundant love. I am worthy of respect. I am worthy of joy and random hugs and flowers on a Wednesday. I am worthy of being hugged when I cry. I am worthy of being heard when I'm feeling discouraged. I'm worthy of being lifted up when times get tough. I'm worthy of having a hand to hold when facing life's challenges. I am worthy of my soulmate. And my soulmate is worthy of me. You've got this. But don't you dare settle for someone who's treating you like hose water. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of the Love Her Wild podcast. If today resonated with you in any way, shoot me a comment. Tell me how you feel. I'd love to help if I can. And if you think that this would resonate with any of your friends, share away because I'm trying to reach as many of you as I possibly can. Go make your life great.